guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. We have a fun episode for you guys today. We are no longer a Porsche podcast. Is everybody that has <laughs> left us a negative review coming on the on the iTunes going, this is just a bunch of Porsche guys talking about their Porsches and their on their from their porches. It's been <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. <laughs> they did. He spelled it porch. It oh, was really, right. really, really okay. great. He's from from their porch. Anyway. I got a new car. You've been on a vacation. You right. ride a really cool car. Yes. It's going to be a great episode. We've got a lot of talk to, about, to talk about. A lot of driving about, experiences. Yes, and I've, and I've driven a few other cars that I kind of want to talk about as well, other than the new car, which you heard in the intro, which is not my car, but it is yeah, my car. No, your car does not sound like that. No, not. Well, you were inside it. It's probably got like 4,000 pounds of sound deadening that, you, that right. keep but you away from, also the, from the uncivilized world. A fully intact muffler. <laughs> it does indeed have, <laughs> have fully intact everything. But before you get to that, what have, you, uh, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about Petrolbox. Petrolbox is our favorite monthly subscription service made specifically for the automotive enthusiasts. Each month, they carefully select items including tools, detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers, publications, all the latest and greatest, and send it right there to your doorstep. There's actually two different levels of subscription to choose from. The Petrobox Basic costs less than 20 bucks a month, while the Petrobox Premium gets you more gear for $39.95 a month. I really liked this month's box. The t-shirt was very cool. Yes, I agree. What it says, I uh, don't suck on it. Or something like that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. I, it's it was pretty just, good. I really like the apparel you get, and everything is very unique. So right. check them out at mypetrolbox.com and be sure to use the code OVERCREST at checkout to get $6 off your first month. All right. So, where was Jake last week? If uh, anybody noticed on Friday, Right. We had Federer came on. Right. And we hung out with him and, and I don't totally think... buried you in the ground with the AMG oh, thing. Oh, I, I listened to all of that. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad you, you guys- Are still digging out of the hole we threw you in? Well, I just <laughs> love that you were like, yeah, let's talk about Jake when he's not here. <laughs> do you have any defense for anything we said? Um, I do a little bit, which we'll talk about with your car. Okay. Which okay. we can get to in a moment. But I was, uh, I we took a little vacation. We flew down to Miami and then rented a car off Turo. How was the whole Turo process anyway? So smooth. Yeah. So awesome. I messaged the guy. I was like, so where do we pick this up? He's like, you tell me, where do you want it? I was like, <laughs> well, we get in at this time. He goes, all right, I'll be there. And he was literally, we walked out of the airport and there was the car. Just sitting there. Was he there too? Yep. He just gave you the keys. Yep. Threw me the keys. He goes, here, let me just make sure you're comfortable with it. Have any questions? I was like, nope, this is the sim. So I should stop and tell you, this was a uh, Audi R8, the V10 okay. Cabriolet with the gated six-speed manual. Oh, so it was a manual. Very cool. Yes. So what's, was this guy wearing tattered pants and a dirty shirt? Because why else would you, unless you were poor and needed to keep this car, why would you Turo a, I, an Audi? I also was very curious about why this. Why would you do this? It's because he considers this his business, his little like operation, right? So does he so have multiple cars? Yes. So uh -huh. he has this. He has a new C8 Corvette. Um, right. He has a like Range Rover. And I want to say he has something else. And then he also had a little Fiat Abarth. So he's got like a tiny little luxury He's got a fleet. little luxury fleet. And it makes sense if you're in a destination where people want to go and rent cars. You couldn't do that here in Minneapolis. No, I don't think but anybody's I like, coming I here. know. I was like, oh, how I would never you know, lease out my personal car like this, especially a manual. Like you worry about he people doesn't care. screwing it's it up. He's not his personal like, car. He just thinks of it. Nope, this is my fleet. These are just assets. So what does business. this cost? What is for to, per day, what does an Audi R8 V10 cost to rent? Less than the Corvette. 
<laughs> really? Yes. Okay. It was um, with the three day. Must discount. be trying to price out all the it guys was with about, jean shorts. To yeah, with the <laughs> with the discount, it was like three hundred and fifty bucks a day. Yeah. Shit, shit. It was part of the vacation. I guess. Oh my god. What? I, whenever plate, I look at a car, it, I'm like, wow, look how cheap this hatchback is. It's like seventeen dollars. Yeah. No, day. no. Well, it's part of the vacation, part yep, of the experience, sure. and we paid more for lodging per day than that. Well, I'm sure. You yeah. know, and you spend so most of the time you, when you're lodging, you're either fucking or sleeping. Right. And when you're not, you're in the car. So right. you might as well pay as the same amount for the car exactly. as you do for now when you're, you're sleeping. speaking my language. I understand no, where you're but coming the whole from. Point of this but the is, thing is, is you can't just drive. You can't be like. Eh, it's a Yaris. I'm going to drive over this speed bump at 80 miles an hour and just not care. Why the hell not? Well, because you just, I feel like this affinity that you have to really respect something when it's nice. I did nice, respect it. When it's nice. When it's like a Yaris but, and you get in and the, and the knobs are already falling off at like <laughs> 6,000 miles, you just kind of don't care as much. But when oh, it's a gated shifter V10, yeah. just, I will say, and he, he told me, he's like, look, fourth gear synchro is starting to go out. Like the car was used. Yeah. How right? many miles did it have on it? Do you remember? 60,000 or so, okay, something okay. like that. He's like, you know, so if you're crunching, like it's not a problem, but he's like, don't feel bad about it right kinda. so how so was the uh <laughs> in the uh in uh, v10 what was it that? was amazing yeah. here's the thing okay so it's it sounds amazing of course plus the top's down so yeah i was like wow this car is surprisingly loud sound anything like the car. ad that i played last week it did it sounds it just did. like that. it was yeah. a little muted but because it has that low-end growl where it still almost sounds like a v8 mm -hmm. usually I, I don't like v10 sounds just like as a blanket statement. They kind of sound like they're, they're a little more a little bit. whiny. Yeah, Something about the firing order. Um, but down low, it still sounds like a V8. has that growl. And then you get up and all of a sudden you're like, there's a Formula One car behind me. What the <laughs> hell? So, but yeah, you're right. With the top down, I was like, wow, this sounds really loud for a, a stock exhaust. Like I had to check because I was like, this just sounds amazing. Especially when you start it up and it has that kind of growl. Yep. But yeah, you don't realize, okay, well, the engine's literally right behind your head and there's no top. Like, of course, right. you're hearing all of it. So do you want a so it sounds target awesome. now? No, I want an R8 V10 to you convertible. Really? It, you're a, you've been sold on those. You want that? That's are You You could sell the turbo. And it's. I don't think it would be a wash. I think no, it's much no, more. No, is the V10 thing. Still what about a V8? Much more. Yeah, I could do a V8. You could probably sell. I've had that engine, though. It's the exact same engine as in the RS4. Right. Which is a good engine. But we, we're trying to, like, if anything, we get more practical. Because now we lost back seats. There's no back seat in that car. Right. There's no storage whatsoever. You open the front trunk, and it's like we had two backpacks. We traveled very light. Two backpacks was full. I mean, it was full. You couldn't put a pair of tennis shoes up there any, like with two backpacks. <laughs> right. That was it. And there's no space in the rear because Obviously. you have your top and your engine. Right. It's massive. If you don't have the top, if is there spaces like there's like storage know. behind the? I don't know. There might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there is, actually, now that I mention it. Uh, but anyway, so we rented this in Miami and we drove all the way down the keys. It's a drive I've always wanted to do and I've never done. I, I had a cruise ship drop me off there once. In That's Key it. West. Yeah, in Key West. Key West is very different than any of the rest of the keys, which surprised me. Is Key it? West is very touristy. It's an old town, which yeah. is cool. It almost seems like, um, uh, New Orleans a little bit, which a is like bit. the old buildings, yep. right? It seems very water. like West Indies. It seems very Caribbean and like right. all, all exactly. white palm trees, yep. shutters on everything. Exactly. But the rest of the keys are not like that at all. They're so? very sparsely populated. They're kind of run down, actually. Yeah. Like they're not a, little a ways from everything. destination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes you a, a good three hours to get from Miami to Key West. So what's the, did you look for houses to buy along the? No, we decided we didn't want to live there. Why is that? Uh, for one thing, my wife hated the bugs. 
like she got these bug bites everywhere. She's That's, like, I hate this. <laughs> this isn't, they don't do this in Hawaii. Everybody Hawaii says, bugs are much better. Everybody says that's why you should never come to Minnesota is because of the bugs. Right. They complain about our bugs here. Right. Well, so, she complained about them down in the Keys. Okay. All right. So people know. just complain about bugs wherever you go. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind <laughs> they of They just have your, different your kinds of bugs. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but they were, they thought she was very tasty. Yes. She, yeah. she is. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, anyways, moving right along. So uh, the car sounded awesome. It was very cool. You get a lot of looks in it, even yeah. though it was black. And here's the thing. I think I know why you like this car. Why? Because it's ostentatious. Yeah. And it's very look at me, even though they can barely see you driving it over the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could reach the pedals better in this than your M5, That's which will true. get That's you. Uh, no, but what's interesting is I want it's, you know, the obvious comparison is I have the 996 Turbo mm -hmm. to compare this to. Also, one of the most ostentatious things you could drive around. In yellow. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Look and at me yellow. Not speed yellow. Look at me yellow. Well, it is speed yellow, but yes. Um, no, wasn't it you who said there's ticking me red and then there's pound me in the federal prison yellow? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> yes. Anyways, uh, what's interesting is the power delivery. The R8 has much more power mm -hmm. and is quicker but it doesn't feel quicker than the turbo. And it's because of that wave of torque that hits you with the boost in a turbocharged engine. Well, that's considered antiquated technology, boost lag. I know. It's been somewhat, but if it's, not entirely eliminated in every modern dramatic. car. Of course it's it is. dramatic, it's, and that's it's what drama. I like about it. Yeah, it's like the curtains open and the horsepower comes out on yeah. stage, and it's ready to just ah! yeah. Versus the, the the team's already out there singing when you walk in the door, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> so no, very fun car. I mean, it has the all wheel drive still, so it's like it doesn't get too yeah. rowdy, which whatever. I'm not going to go around doing drifts in this guy's Someone's rental right. car, exactly. Right. But very fun experience. I feel like all wheel drive is just. Uh, front wheel drive for snow. I don't know. It just doesn't seem front wheel drive for got, snow. Yeah, it just is. You've got extra grip. Big deal. It just doesn't. I understand that it's better. I will in say, every theoretical way, especially if you look back at. Like, <laughs> I understand it's better in every possible way. I understand. But I don't like it. Like, but if you look at back at DTM, like Audi came in and just like destroyed everybody because right. it was all wheel drive. Yeah, but it just isn't fun to drive. I know what you mean. It's just not but fun. It's, it's, keep in mind the 996 Turbo and the C4 and C4s are very very different all wheel drive systems than like an Audi. Explain. I know what that. I know what you mean. It's like viscous coupling versus. Yeah. yeah. So explain so, the difference between like Quattro. Okay. So Quattro, and, which also by the R8 is not a 50-50 torque split. I don't believe. Okay. But Can uh, you get, let's put Haldex in the mix too. So Haldex. Haldex is, is a front-wheel drive car. Yep. That then just puts power to the rear when it slips. Okay. So that is almost a front-wheel drive car. Now the right. the uh, the Porsche is kind of the reverse of that, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's basically a rear-wheel drive car that has a, a drive shaft going to the front differential that leaks I everywhere. Just, well, like not anymore, <laughs> but yes, we can get to that in a minute too. Um, and it it is actually like a torque converter in there. It's a viscous coupling, so it doesn't really like when you're doing. Uh, like a burnout, it'll roast the rear tires and then the fronts will just kind of pull you along. Like you can't ever necessarily break the front tires loose on an all wheel drive Porsche. Right. I guess. I, don't, I mean, it's still, I would so rather. I, I'm just, so when you're driving it, like, yes, the rear end definitely gets out. And then you just feel like a gentle pulling from the front end. To so like pull so you it's back more like the rear end finally comes out and you're like, yes, this is fun. This is dangerous. And then the engineers ruin everything by putting. Um, no, because there's so much rubber back there that the limit is so high to get the rear end out. Yeah. 
it's a 325 back there. Right. So when it finally goes out, you're like, wow, I'm way out. And then, oh, good. Okay. It pulled me back in line. It seems like a handicap. It, I mean, also turbo lag is, it a, is Isn't it a 996 GT2 rear wheel drive? Yes. Okay. Well, that tells you everything you need to know. Why? They make the, they made the elite version <laughs> G, uh, and, and they made that one rear wheel drive. I wouldn't that's, uh, that's all necessarily there is to let my wife drive that one. That's all there is to say. Right. Okay. I mean, when you think of, I know what you mean. It's it, definitely more raw. It's, it's the pinnacle of it, right? It is, yes. it is the boiled down form of what the engineers Which, wanted the 911 to be as a 911 GT2 in terms right. of the turbo. And then they made the pedestrian version for people. They don't want people to die. Right. So they put the front wheel drive option. in, And it them. does launch better. Like it gets the power to the ground better. I don't care about launching. Who cares? Yeah, I don't either. I mean, but that's, I easy. mean, that's part of like, oh, zero to 60 time, but with the all-wheel drive. Yeah, managing traction, faster. blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah, I understand that. That's all part of it. So uh, speaking of which, yes, I uh, did fix my front differential because when replacing the front struts, the Olin's coilovers, we had popped one of the differential output flange like hubs yep. out of the differential itself. How much fluid did you end up putting in? How much was gone? Uh, so I drained all of it. And I was like, I wanted to make again. sure like it's all good. How much to go. was there? It, all of it. So it was just a little. It leak. was just splashing basically okay. out the side. Because keep in mind, the level is always below like your output shaft on right. your differential. Anyway. Yeah, it's just the, the the ring gear just basically splashes yep. around. Exactly. In it. So no, that was pretty straightforward and fine. I used like four cans of brake cleaner to get everything clean again. That must have been. Did it stink too? What is it about gear oil? It smells horrible. Brand new and used. Smells terrible. I had a car that I really liked once. It was a Mazda 323 Pro, or no, it was a Mazda Protégé. Like okay. one of the first Protégés. It was kind of like a little beater. You could throw it around yeah. on five speed and it was going to be my winter car. And I was like, yeah. this is awesome. And I was working on Volkswagens at the time. Okay. So I went over to Chad's shop, SCI Performance, and right. I grabbed an O2O transmission that he had or something okay. like that. And I'm like, sweet. And I just chucked it in the back seat. Oh no. And I was just driving along and I'm like... <laughs> Ew, it smells like burnt peanut butter in here. And I it's turn around so and there's terrible. gear oil all over. Oh, I had to no. throw the seat away. I had to throw the, <laughs> I had to throw the seat away, go to U-Pull, find one that didn't match, put it in the car, oh my and it still smelled in that car yeah. forever. It, it is, is one the of the worst. worst smells. It is the worst. I don't understand smell. it. The worst of all the and smells And it's not just do. like used burnt oil. It's the nope. new stuff smells exactly the, the same. The used stuff is way worse, of yeah, course. Yeah, it can be. It's, but I, like, and it I doesn't was come assuming, off your hands. It's bleh. I know. I was assuming it's like, oh, that's just the old stuff. And I was like, but wait, it's not that old. I just did that at the beginning of the season. I can walk into an automotive shop and they're building a transmission in the back. I you know smell right it. away. It, it is. I don't know what worst. that is. We should get someone on <laughs> who knows their. <laughs> Please. We should have scented. We should have Jeff from Griot's who develops all their, all their detailing stuff and has yeah. all the different smells. Yeah. Just be like, can you do something about gear oil? Can we revolutionize yes! this industry? Make it smell better. Have like red line or like. I just want to know why it smells so bad from a chemistry standpoint. There has to be something there. Well, it's 7590. So there's obviously some sort of modifiers in there to make oh, it yeah, so Oh, yeah, for thick. sure. Because it has um, to mesh with the synchros, right? Yeah. Or yeah. in this case, the like basically torque converter. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with the 996 is there's a case to be made about a car being modified too far for a daily driver. I thought that the second we drove away from that guy's house and we started looking at all the suspension modifications and stuff like that. And you just I, go, it's just too much. I don't even care like the harshness. Cause I dialed back the coilovers a lot and it's better. It's much better, but it's the fact that it has these massive 380 millimeter brakes on it. It's the big Brembo's that are massive. Do they even work? Oh, they work really well. I mean, when they're cold and you're just driving around, are they squeaky? Are they? Uh, no, but if you go through a car wash and there's any water on it, 
it's there's so much surface area that usually you can just like hit the brakes and it'll instantly wipe it away. That happened to be the other day in the rain in the M5. Oh, because they're pretty, they're like 14 inch brakes. When on there's that, that much surface area on it's a brake, just... like it takes a few revolutions to wipe the water. Yeah. And so you have no brakes yep. for I've... a good, like however many feet that is. And it's it been a long time since I experienced the crap that. out of you. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as you go through a car wash, I've gotten out and pulled into the street and it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Totally. <laughs> but more than that, it's the fact that now I have to run a 19-inch wheel. Right. I cannot run so a stock 18-inch wheel. Not only that, well, no, because these are still pretty meaty, but then the fitment is just like so tight. Like right. I'm getting rubbing, like I'm rubbing through the inner fender liner. It's the just- hardest thing you can do with modifying a car. It's, and I think it was uh, Alex, uh, Alex Nelson was talking about this on an Instagram that reminded me that- the hardest thing to do with modifying a car. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to make a car really fast, right? right. It's very easy well, to throw yes. turbos on things and and take it to the dyno. I'm not talking um, easy as in it doesn't take a lot of time and effort. No. It, and it's very easy to ruin a car. Slam it on its nuts. Just drop the coilovers all the way right. down. Rub, scrape, whatever. But it's, bind it's axles. the, the it's, compromise. It's the compromise of having a car that you want to drive every day and still have it look good and perform right. well. It's a very, very, very difficult uh line to walk and it right. and it seems like your car is maybe a little too far in one direction yeah it is and i like i could oh i could probably sell these brakes for more than it would cost to get factory brakes again but then it's like it's i'm doing all this work to go backwards here's the thing the car would be worth more if you kind of maybe dial it back a you little think bit. so i think so if i not, have dialed if some not of it worth back. more it would be uh the breadth of the amount of people that would be interested in it would be much higher because a lot of people if i was in the market for a 996 yeah I would look at that and go, eh, too much. And then I would find one that doesn't have anything done or right. very little done. Right. Because I want to make my own decisions. I agree. I, if I'm in the market for a 996. On paper, I thought these decisions all looked good. Yeah. But I also didn't know all of the like control arms and everything else that were right. done. That made it, made it unalignable, basically. <laughs> well, it's a different alignment process, which I'm taking it somewhere to get aligned tomorrow. And how much after. is that going to cost? I have no idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. So you're, my thought is, is that you're selling the car. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. It'll be a, it'll be a good car to sell up here since it was a Texas car for most of its life. Well, so I you ruined you know, it last okay, winter. Ruined it. I drove it probably less than ten times. That's a lie. You what drove you it all the time. About? Every time you were here, you were driving the thing. Okay, well, we're here four times a month. I drove it twice in the snow. Yeah, but there's still salt all over the place, and you pull it into your warm garage and all I, the percolation. I car wash a lot. Yeah. You know what would be awesome is if, you know when you drive into the car wash, they have those little things that spray Under spray? Have that in, in your, your garage. garage. Like at the entrance. Yes. So you. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this now. <laughs> that would be great. I'm definitely going to do this. when you move into a new place and you build a garage, you've yeah. got to do that. There's got to be well, like some sort of solution. It. Yeah. Well, you just actually, they have the like hoses for your garden where it sprays up. Except I want that like no, really high power. Oh, no, I know. A, they make things. Uh, I'm going to get a, a, it's like I'm going to hardwire a pressure washer. And then I'm going to have just a pipe that you they can make drive that. over. They make a thing that you can actually put on your pipe for washing your driveway. Yeah. And then you just flip it over and put it on your car and you can yeah. wash it off. Thing is, winter, water, ice everywhere. Ice, you're going to have, you're going to pull up your driveway. Oh, my driveway will be a problem. <laughs> it's like a 45 degree angle. Yeah, this won't work be, in my house. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> next house. We'll not, do that in the next house. All. all right. Before we get into a little bit of what's going on with all my car circus what else have you got for us <laughs> yeah let's take a moment to talk about oberk car care i just used their products the other day i've got a i'm gonna start i have they sent me some stuff 
I got to go after the M5 a little bit. It's very clean, very clean. No dings, no scratches, right. nothing. But I want to kind of just protect it a little bit. Yeah. So Obert Car Care is your source for professional detailing compounds and supplies that is research tested and developed by professional detailers themselves. These are the guys that are passionate about detailing and know firsthand what makes a good product. And guess what? They're the ones using it on their own cars. They truly are great products. It's a simple, foolproof, two-step process easy and gives an amazing finish. And right now they're offering a whopping 20% off your order when you use the code Overcrest. The discount code is good not only on oberkcarcare.com, but also on detailedimage.com and carsuppliesWarehouse.com. Check them out today. All right, so everybody knows I got an M5 at this point. That secret is out. The E39 so M5. E39. But I want to talk and a little bit about being a BMW nerd. This is a 2000. It's a 2000. But I want to talk about the the journey to get there. So there's some okay. other things I looked at first. And I started out with a budget of $5,000. Okay. And we all know that I think you spent out, more than that that's on, out the on window. an M5. Yeah, that's out, <laughs> that's that's long gone. That's out the window, which is and the reason is is you used to be able to get a lot of different things. For $5,000. Sure. A lot. You could get, uh, you could even get a really clapped out E36 M3 for $5,000 yeah. at one point. Yeah. And now obviously those, even in a, the worst one you've ever seen is $10,000, $12,000 more, whatever. And there was, you could get Why rabbits and you could get Mark IIs uh, because it's, look at what's out there to drive. How look at what BMW is making. Nobody likes anything. So Nobody, you're saying people are going to the Enthusiasts are gravitating towards feeling something. Right, they want to feel something when they're driving. They want to. They wanted the sensation of of vibration and noise and and authenticity. Sure, I think is genuine experience. I think is what people are after. And it's not just cars; it's lots of other things in life too. Is they all want yeah. to experience something real because half your life, if you look at the screen time you spend on your phone, is interacting with things that are not real. <laughs> right, it's just this virtual world. So people want to have something that's authentic. It feels like something. Right. That's what's making all. And plus. You know, these are also all the cars that we grew up with wanting, right? right? So, so now it's our generation's Emmy Yep, exactly. Right? And I looked at, uh, first of all, I went and looked at that rabbit that what, we discussed. Just, what is that phenomenon we're all familiar with of like what you grew up with is what you want as a car. Yep. So there's always this swell in price and popularity. What is it? Is it 30 years ago? Is it always a constant shifting and moving timeline? So we're talking... Uh, 90s or mid 90s okay. kind of late 90s so, that so I'm, that's 20 to 30 years 20 to 30 years so is that always going to be the fact like well it's when people i'm 40 yeah so when people get to be like 30 40 50 years old there's like that 20 uh 20 year window where all of a sudden people have money right you know they finally they have want some sort what of they wanted back yeah they, then. they want what they couldn't have you can i think uh i'm just saying could we like plot this out and see the value of cars overall that like it swells i'm sure you could 30 yeah. years ago well, after i think you could see it with like the hemikuda like was going crazy for a while and now they're you know they're just not worth as much money as they used to be because dudes are dead <laughs> you know so it's just kind of the it's kind of just the way yeah. it goes anyways you know? that was just a side tangent all right, so I, w I was trying to find stuff. I couldn't find anything. I looked all over the country. $5,000 price is all I put as a limit on it. And I couldn't you were You were anything. looking at some really interesting stuff. I was. I sent you all kinds of stuff, right? It was an just, old Citroen, an old... The old Citroens aren't in the budget either. But um, <laughs> I looked at the Rabbit, which was a rusty Rabbit with a kicked-in rear quarter panel. It was 3500 bucks. Yeah. By the way, he, the guy that was supposed to come buy it, that yeah. the reason why I couldn't buy it, right. didn't buy it. Right. And it's still for sale. Ha-ha. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> such a dick. Well, I just feel like I was taken advantage of a little bit. No, it was um, lack of communication. Yeah, well, yeah, not on my part. Uh, the no. 
other thing I looked at was a Jaguar XJ6. Right. This was at Chad's shop. Yes. I saw. And this car has been sitting there for like a year. Yeah. Which why tells you that it's a bad idea because it's a Jaguar XJ6 that's been sitting around for a year. <laughs> if you're going to get an old Jag XJ, it has to be the 12. Like, why wouldn't you? If you're going to put yourself through yeah. that. Honestly, it's the truth. Yeah, obviously. But it was silver with a blood, ox blood red interior. Which is kind of cool. It's great. It's, Very it's got, Jaguar. Yeah, it's got wood trim everywhere. Anyway, so I get in this thing, start yeah, it up. It's yeah. like, yeah. Does it run? Jake. Yes, it runs. <laughs> right? It runs. It doesn't have very much. Power! But uh, it, it does okay, you know? Yeah. So I pull it out, and I get on it. The first thing it does is start misfiring. Like immediately. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I pull up to the stop sign. It dies. Yeah. Like, immediately dies. Smoke starts coming out of the Ooh. dash or the in, uh, the column, the steering column. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Not my even God. out of the hood. Oh my out God. of the steering column oh. in the interior. In the interior. I'm like, wow, the ghost of Lucas has arrived. Yep, exactly. So I turn around. I was, he's like, how much do you want for this? I was like, how much do you want for this thing? He's like, six grand. I'm like, oh, my God. No. Was the owner that said that? Yeah. The owner okay. wanted six grand. Did he Which, know that it started smoking after it killed right down he, the block? He knows the problems that's had. He's just asking for more. I mean, I'm sure he would take much less, but I was, I didn't want to offer four cents right. because I see that as, oh my God, <laughs> this thing needs I, so what, much work. You want to get something that already has a melted wiring harness? What, like how much do you hate well, your life? It's not biodegradable. Oh, well, the next car I looked at probably does have the biodegradable engine harness. It was the C43 AMG with the E55 AMG swap. Right. I went and drove it. Okay. And like I said, it's, it's kind of like going back and, uh, you know, laying your old girlfriend, even a sluttier version of your actual girlfriend, but since it's got a lot more power, it seems like a really good idea at first, but then all of a sudden stuff feels familiar. And then you remember why you left her in the first place. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, mean, I don't, oh, yeah, but you can't okay. turn the track. What? I said, I don't, oh, but okay. Well, I've experienced that before. It's, uh-huh. it's not good. You never go back. You never go back. There's always reasons for everything. You don't go back. You don't go back. Okay. You move forward. You just, you okay. learn what this girl has this problem. She calls too many times, two o'clock in the morning, she's calling you, whatever the case may be. You just move on to a girl that doesn't do all the okay. things that you hated, right? So, so, so you're still laid on the toothpaste. Yeah. The people that grab the toothpaste from the middle of the thing and squeeze it, you want to find girls that don't do that. You roll up from the bottom. You got to find the right girl for you. And the C43 was definitely a grab See, in the middle. See, for me, it'd be the toilet paper going the wrong way. Yeah, you, I've actually flipped it. My wife doesn't care. Is one she, way it's one way, one way it's the other way. Is she like a psychopath? Well, it's very easy to change. So I've never really, she's learning about this for the very first time right oh, now. Oh no, this. see, that is a big deal. I had to fix that right away. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, so this C43 AMG, was, it was like the girl that squeezed from the middle of the toothpaste. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not a deal breaker at first, but after a while it gets annoying. It was the, you couldn't turn the trash control off. Okay, the so transmission's if, not very if that's good. the only thing, couldn't you like hardwire a switch? Yes, but then your ABS doesn't work. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's not. Things need to work. Yeah. For me, things need to work and you can't turn the trash control off and this thing was like spinning the tire trash control light 65 70 miles an hour the traction control wow. you know just doing its thing and i'm like no no i just plus i went to, to talk to the guy that was selling it. he's like i'm not sure what i want for it i'll give you a call back tomorrow we'll talk it out never called me if you list a car for sale you know what you want for it wasn't listed for sale oh i was kind of early i was kind of early I gotcha. this is the same guy that had the 850 ci Okay. Uh, the V12 oh. 8 series, which I was, I want to own a V12 someday, right? but it's probably not going to be a V12 that's been sitting for two years with flat tires in the back of a shop. <sighs> probably not. Not a good idea. No. And with a window cracked open. So the rain, it's been raining in there Ooh. for like two years. Ooh. No, thank you. That probably smells worse than transmission fluid. So then it might, but that's not a car smell. That's a nature rotting the car <laughs> way smell. So I spent the next probably week 
uh-huh. looking for a car. And I mean, I'm on, it is my, it's like, it's my job. Now you already sold your golf, right? I sold, I never, I had no idea that car was going to sell so fast. It sold I, within, you didn't even really talk about that. Nope. Where, sold, what happened to the golf? 24 hours within probably actually within 12 hours, it was gone. Really? Gone for blue book price. Because all we saw was people messaging you lowballing. I, after, one there after was the a other. bunch of people lowballing. Like, Will you one, take tacos or whatever yeah. instead of money? <laughs> there was a guy that came, he's like, I'll buy it. He came over, he's like, cool, buying it. And he drove away and gave me the money. That was it. it was, so you've been down to the one car. I was down to the one car for one day. Okay. And I had a little bit of desperation over that, but not really because yeah. I can figure it out. Where do you, know? you have to go? Exactly. Just here. <laughs> just here. Really. Really. It's just here. Every, uh, the rest of the work I can do at home. So what do I want? What am I looking at? I'm looking at everything again, okay. but I up my budget. Right. Uh oh. Now I'm looking between like 10 and $20,000 <laughs> because you that's a far cry from five. Yes, it is. But you couldn't, you can't, the, the inflation of the cool stuff that everybody got into my boat to yeah, get uh-huh. is now higher. Right. And it's just the way it is. Okay. I'm not going to use this podcast to complain about. We all know why. Bring a trailer phenomenon, whatever. Everybody's, right. everybody's, you know, there's money being pumped. Is in the there economy. a parallel we could run between get in my boat and the ever given, like blocking <laughs> boat traffic I, altogether? I wish I was the ever given of stuff I like. Right. Which is where I, I just, just no, nope, everyone stop. Get out of here. <laughs> Park, I'm parked in front of this channel. You shall not pass. <laughs> right. Um, so I looked at, and I found out that a car that I really do want, two cars. Uh-huh. I, I thought about, this might be, be my last chance to get an E39 M5. Okay. Because they are mooning. I mean, they are just worth a ton of money. Okay. A ton of money. Plus, I mean, Magnus Walker did his video on one when we had him on talking oh, about that's right. the E39 M5. Matt Farah drove one on his one take the other day. Mm-hmm. They're very popular cars. And they they didn't make, I think they made 20000 over the entire course of the manufacture over five or six years. Oh, oh wow. They did not make very many. They were seventy three, seventy dollars to $80,000 yep. when they were new. So I started looking at those. I'm like, I just can't. They're too expensive. They're twenty, thirty thousand dollars for anything that you would actually want to drive. You can get them for fifteen, but it's hot boy with a with a little rat tail from what? South Central LA. <laughs> I mean, it is it is they are trashed. Okay, right? this, we're talking hot boy version. What is a hot boy? Hot boys. He's the one. He's probably going to put like a a double din stereo in there, and maybe you know paint the take the wheels off and plastic dip them. And sure, you know what I'm talking about. He's no, gonna, I don't. He's going to get rid of all the chrome. Yeah, where's the hot dip. boys thing? Come he's from. a hot boy. H O T B O I. Hot boy. Never heard of that. Well, you have now. So it's tracksuit. Like, do you think he's hot? No, he's just like hot to trot. You know, he's like I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know where that word comes from. Just made up a saying that makes no sense at all. I, it is not a made up saying. It is it is a saying for sure. Just think like tracksuits and 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 probably vaping and. Subarus are generally driven by hot boys. You know? <laughs> I just feel like you're attracted to these boys. No, now. I, <laughs> yes, you know me. <laughs> yes, I should have just gotten one because then I would have gotten the hell out of the hot boy ah, there you in go. the car. So I, you know, I kind of ruled it out a little bit because they were just too expensive. Okay, I can't twenty, thirty thousand dollars. I can't do it. There's just I just don't have that much cash laying around, and uh, so I started looking for a Citroen. <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> yeah, the Jag didn't run right and was too complicated. So let's go with a Citroen. <laughs> I wanted a Citroen SM. A Citroen. We should pronounce Citroen, it correctly. A Citroen SM. What is the is, SM? Well, you can Google it. Take a look. It's kind of the, uh, um, how would you, it's. I have no idea because I haven't found it yet. I'm trying to figure out a, a way to explain this it's thing. Like it's, it's like the DS, but 70s back. Yeah, it's like a 70s. It's got French wheel skirts on the rear. The, it's goofball looking. I just as I all think Citroens it looks, are. I think it looks super muscly. 
Like it's just kind of swept. It's swept back, and the and the and the whole rear end looks really heavy. And then the front end, yeah, comes because up. the air suspension probably isn't working. It's probably not working. <laughs> That's the case. So those things, and I'm looking at those. They're twenty to thirty thousand dollars. I called up uh, Beverly Hills Car Club, which, by the way, I find out later is just a scam place where they just buy cars that are not working and throw them up on the website, polish, spit polish them. There was a red one. And it was oh, by the way, this is classic Citroen where it has the weird pressure pedal yeah. for the brake. Yes, this is all the globes of pressure. These This thing has all that. So weird. It's a Maserati uh, V6 carbureted with three uh, carburetor or with three, um, yeah, three carburetors. What is this? Is? Yeah, they're Maserati V6s. Okay. The interiors are good. So beautiful. you have Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst idea yeah, ever. Yeah, okay. But they're, I think they're really, really pretty. When I wrote my book, they're interesting. When I wrote my book and I have the the modern futuristic version of like a police car, sure. I modeled it off after in my head after the Citroen SM. Kind really? of like a futuristic electric Citroen SM like automatic driving version of that car. Okay. It's kind of what I had in mind. And I think they're just the rear seats are amazing. Look at the front these. seats though too and the gated shifter, the way they have the shifter in that thing. Yeah. It's an incredibly designed car, very unique and very special and not in a It's not gated, it's automatic. No, they made manuals. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. There's a it's not special in a <laughs> this is really special because it's really different like a bent fork. It's special what? and <laughs> actually looks good. Okay. I think they look, I think they're phenomenally designed. I don't know who designed them. Anyway, can't afford one of those either. They're twenty, thirty thousand dollars. I did find a red one at that Beverly Hills Carco place. Right. Fifteen grand. Call them up. I'm like, hey, this thing looks really clean. Can you tell me about it? He's like, Oh yeah, we got it from an estate sale. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what great. does it need? He goes, Everything. <laughs> I said, Your ad, your ad doesn't say anything. Yeah. It just says, Hey, got this car from an estate sale. Right. You know, it's super nice. Right. Give us a call. Yeah. Give us a call so we can get you on the phone and sell you a Kia that we've got parked next to this Ooh, thing. there you go. Or whatever the case may be. They just want to bait and switch or they want, they just want you to call, right? It's a reverse cold call. Yeah. If they can get you on the phone. Then what? One out of every So what did you chances, buy? <laughs> not from them, that's for sure. Yeah. So then I go, oh, what should I get? What should I get? And I remembered two years earlier, uh-huh. a car had been offered to me for sale. Yes. And it was, uh, it was a, it's an E39. M5, a 2000. The one that you already said, I can't get there. Can't get there. It is, I had been dreaming of an E39 M5 for 20 years. Okay. 20 years I've wanted one of these cars. When I was graduating high school, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, the drive movies were coming out. The, yep. the old BMW films yep. and Clive Owen and Madonna. And I remember that was the first time I ever saw one. Yeah. Was in the f- film with Clive Owen with Madonna where she's going, he wants, she doesn't want to ride in the limousine anymore. She wants to hire the driver to drive her to the venue. Yeah. Drive me to the venue, she says. And he goes, yes, ma'am. And proceeds to just thrash, just it. thrash this car. And it is something that when you, if you don't know anything about cars, anybody, everybody that knows anything about cars that has a father that was worth assault would look at an M5 and go, I know what that is. You know what an M5 is, you know what the M badge means, but you don't really understand what that car represents, which is the finest saloon car of all time. There is no four-door car that is better than that car. And especially in the context and the period of when it was built, mm-hmm. there's nothing better. Nothing. There's nothing out there. And I'm waiting for you to, ch- I can see that your head is tilting back and forth and you're ready to challenge me on the list. You're probably going to say like, well, an Audi S4 is, or an RS4 is. No, it's not. It's not better. I, I know this is the popular opinion that this is like the best, the stalwart of 
sports saloons. Well, tell me how your minority opinion is correct. I just, I, this is what I've come to realize and why I'm just like, meh, I'm not, it's not that I don't like this car or the AMGs as you razzed on me all last week. It's just that I'm disinterested. I don't care. And I think it's because, well, first of all, look at the vehicles I choose to own. They are more ostentatious. Yes. Right. You, I And this is, I'm, I want to try carefully because I don't want to like break your heart, but it seems like you really, really care about what they look like or what people will perceive that the driver of that car it, it's is. It's what I think it is. It's not, I don't care what other people necessarily think. It's just, I want it to look cool. Uh, that sedan an AMG or that, that just, it doesn't look special to me. And the idea of like a sleeper, like, oh yeah, it's a sleeper. Like normal people don't know what it is and it's really fast underneath. I'm not sure that, that I would call it a sleeper. for me. Because a sleeper is when you take a, a regular car, do nothing and shove a big engine in it. Right. That's, but the but the M5 has like different wheels. It's got 275 tires. It's wider. It's got a little spoiler. It's got a, a muscular rear or front bumper and rear bumper, quad exhaust. So even You know what somebody, would be really cool? I would love that if it was a wagon. I think I just do not like That is sedans. like even farther down the road of not I just, ostentatious. I, yeah, a wagon I just, is even way out. That the takes it far enough then where it's like quirky cool in my mind. Or like, okay, now it's a fast wagon. That's cool. You know that this was the ring taxi, right? Sure. I mean, there was, Sabine yeah, drove this thing. It's very comfortable and has room in the back for other people. And it has it's nothing a great to do with sedan. That. It's it is a great the, sedan. So- if it had two doors, all of a sudden it would be. A we much had this car. conversation. Yes, it would. I don't know why. I think it's too big, too. By the way, it's a four thousand pound car. Yeah, it it's a, a very it's a big, big car. It's a big car for sure. If but it was a wagon, but it's, then it'd be cool. But it's almost. Did they ever just, make an M5 wagon? Neither they did thought I. about it, but they didn't. Okay, just because of cost constraints, they didn't never we know made one. Someone who swapped it. Or yeah, did there's something? there's been people that have swapped them. So you're saying that an M3, which is still a four door car in in a lot of forms, they make two doors as well. Right. You'd rather have an M3. Yes. With less power, less capable. Yes. That's, that's the car two door, for you. though. You'd yes. have to have a two-door. Yes. What is it about the two-door that's really throwing you here? I don't know. I really don't know, Chris. You got to come just, up with The something. sedan doesn't do it for me. It's Are like, you afraid to grow up? Yeah. Is, is it like probably. the age perception of things? Because you're always know. like, you always kind of turn into like this little grandpa car thing. Right. And, but it is. I would did. This is a hell of a car, man. Sure. It's a, it's a 90 degree V8. I'm not throttle. disagreeing aluminum that I know block, it's special. Aluminum cylinder heads, individual throttle bodies. That's cool. 400 horsepower. That's amazing. In Great a different car. gearbox. This thing Love was that. tested religiously on the Nürburgring and off the Nürburgring on hydraulic jigs that mimic the Nürburgring. They've got floating rotors. I tell I you mean, what, this thing is. It, it makes is, sense for you because you have the two girls that still need car seats in the back. You got people to haul around. Even if I didn't have any kids, I would still be interested in this car. No. I was interested in this no. car when I was 19 years old and still Why? hunting for chicks. Because it's awesome. It's awesome engineering, and it looks good. It performs well. It looks good. And there is a little bit of sleeper with it. The wolf in sheep's clothing right. is really, really interesting to me. And it's kind of like the, I don't have to look. It looks mediocre. I don't have, I don't have to look. Well, you're, you're in the far minority there. And that's a very, it's a subjective thing. So you don't right, like the way course. it looks. But you are in a very like, you're a grain of sand. I mean, yes, it's that. a nice looking sedan, but that's all I'll say about it. That, that's, that's fine. The, the, the point is, is that when you look at that car, you can go, there's something about it that just seems like it's more than it is. Even if you're not into cars, you could kind of put your finger on it and go, 
There's something about that car that's special. I can't quite put my finger on it, but that car is special. When you walk up to a speed yellow 911, you go, wow, that is one special motherfucking car. Exactly. Woo! 100%. 100%. Love it. But yes. I, there you go. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's, that doesn't do anything for me. It is all about the machine and the tool uh-huh. and its usefulness uh-huh. for me. If it's not useful as a tool, now the 911 is very useful as a tool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. trying to make that No, I, I don't care. What do you think of it? But the well, I have to have some sort of barometer for comparison. But it is very useful as a tool, uh-huh. and it is a wonderfully designed machine. Right, and it was it is one of the the last cars where a manufacturer. There's this great scene in Zelda. Okay, what? There's a in Legend of Zelda. There's the this video great, game. What the video game? The video game Zelda. Okay. And, uh, Basically what happens, I was going to play the clip, but it super annoys you, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, don't play that. You the, played it before. Yeah, it's when it's the first Zelda, and your little guy, he walks into a cave, uh-huh. and th- there's a little old man sitting there with a little red cloak on, and he says, here, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And he walks up, and he grabs the sword and holds it up. It goes, da-da-da-da, and he's like super, like, he's got a sword now, and he can fight the world. I feel like this is the last car well, I'm sure there's maybe a couple more after this, but it's one of the last cars that was truly one of the ones where they said, here, we're going to design this car. It is what it is. Take it. It's a manual. We're only making a manual in this car. We're going to design this car how we want it to be. No compromises. It's going to be the top of the line car. We're going to put all of our engineering and R&D behind it. Take it or leave it. I don't feel like manufacturers do that anymore. Everything is just a compromise. Everything is a compromise with, and it's not all their fault. It's a compromise with the consumer. It's a compromise with the government. It's a compromise with uh, crash regulations. Right. There's compromises everywhere. This car was no compromise. It's pre-ridiculous cafe standards. It's pre-ridiculous safety standards. The other thing is airbags and stuff like that, but it's, you would still probably break somebody's legs if you ran into them with it, right? It doesn't have like super <laughs> bumper. I mean, there are some bumper requirements, but it's not as, not as uh, onerous as it is now. And the BMW just went, we're making this car, take it or leave it. And everybody took it, right? It look is, how small the grill is. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, it's a really, really special car built at a special time. And there was this probably period of maybe five or 10 years after it came out where other manufacturers try to do different things. You know, all of a sudden AMG went, Mercedes and AMG went, holy shit, well, maybe we're not cutting it and we need to add more power and and more ostentatious looks and we're going to do this, which is why I'm surprised you don't like AMG more because they are ostentatious now. They They are are now. They are now. Um, They weren't weren't before. Yeah. But there was this period of time for maybe five years, 10 years where you could go, you know what? There could be, if someone tried and if someone wanted to, Uh there could be another E39 M5. Okay. Someone could do it. There could be a competition for it, right? Sure. There could be another one, another manufacturer, or maybe BMW themselves. And obviously, we had like the E92 M3 with the V8. That's a good car. Yeah. But it doesn't, no one kind of just thinks, when you think of the the best M, M car ever made, no one goes, E92 M3. They don't do it. They don't. They go E28 M5, E39 M5, E30 M3, M1, mm-hmm. and then they kind of, maybe the 1M gets thrown in at the bottom, and then ever, all the other ones kind of just fall after that. The E39 M5 was kind of the last good M car for me. Everything else after that, it's got technology jammed into it, and there was... <laughs> I saw that screen on that thing. It does. You know, well, there's not much technology in that, to be fair. It's, it just tells you your fuel economy and stuff like that. Um, but my point is, there was this five or 10-year period 
where somebody else could have made one. They could have done it, right? It, it, was, okay. it was in the cards. It was in the deck. All somebody had to do was draw the card and put it down. And nobody did it. Nobody did it. Everybody pushed technology really, really hard, um, whether it's Skid Re ESP, ASR, all the, the screens that they started putting in everything. And things started- I think that was basically dictated by the consumer. Fine. Whatever the case may be. I said consumer, right. government, all the different factors that come in. They could have made it, but no one would have bought it. They couldn't have, though, because of the way that the regulations were. Right. All the standards became different, and the requirements for the consumer became different as they desired and, and wanted more technology. I'm not saying that there's anybody specifically to blame. There's a lot of different factors. But my point is, we are way past the point where anything like that car mm -hmm. or your 996 Turbo or 996 GT3 or a, a Corvette from that time, like a whatever, anything from that time which is kind of boiled down where right. it's kind of simple – Never again. Never again. We, we had, it was a perfect storm of we had enough technology to get a ton of power out of engines. Like we had drivetrain technologies that were right there, but we didn't have all the nannies. You didn't have to, it wasn't everything piled on. Right. You know, and, and it and, wasn't expected that every car had to be a luxury car and a sports car and get the groceries and do everything else. Right. We're not, to the, at that point, they weren't calling an SUV a hot hatch. <laughs> in their review, right? I mean, right? so we've we've lost it, right? And I think that's why one of the reasons why these cars are becoming so much more valuable is it comes from that period There's of a purity time to it. that was the it was the last last gasp of the golden era of motoring for me. There's a lot of cars that are built in the late 2000s, 2010, 2020 technological marvels, right? The things that they do are unbelievable. The technology is off the charts. Mm -hmm. The zero to 60 times are insane because the computer controls the wheels. <laughs> there's really, when you turn the trash control off on that car, even when it's on, there's nothing in your way, really. It just feels, it does have an electronic throttle body, which is really hard to tell that it does. There's actually huh. electronic actuators yeah, on those sense. throttle bodies. But it feels like I'm doing everything. And even when I got in like a 992 GT3 or GT2 RS, I kind of felt like, wow, look at all these gizmos and buttons and look at that button that looks like binoculars, but it's to make the exhaust be louder and the shocks with the magnetic and the, it's just the technology has taken over so much that there seems like there's less focus on, on me and right. making myself better, which is something I always want to do when I drive something is I want to learn it. I want to get better at it. I took someone for a ride today. They're like, have you turned the trash control off yet? Have you? And I just, I'm, no. I have barely done that because I want to get muscle memory with the car first. I want to. You I also wanna, don't want to stuff it into the curb. Right. I don't want to do that. And the way that you do that is maybe I'm just maybe not a good enough driver to just hop in anything and turn the trash control off and be Chris Harris. It's not me. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't had that much experience yet. Maybe I just need to drive into a few more curbs. I have no idea. <laughs> but I want to learn. I want to get a little muscle memory with the throttle. There, there comes a point where you're rev matching. You're, you just do it, right? You right. just get you're that muscle memory. With the car. That's my 911. I can drift that thing anywhere, anytime, and it's no problem. I know that car. I know that car really well. I can drift on gravel roads, do whatever I want. That car does what I want, and I don't have to think about it. Right. I'm not even close to that with this car yet. Not even close. Well, you just got it. So, no, I haven't really like driven the thing in real anger yet, even okay. though it's trash control on off, whatever. But I did have a chance to visit Mexico. Oh, I did okay. have a chance to visit Mexico. So that means you were uh, exceeding the speed limit. I did exceed the speed limit in Mexico. I had the car up to about 
somewhere I wasn't really looking because I was trying to watch the road. Right. Somewhere between 145 and 155. Jesus, man. And (laughs) (laughs) and the car shined. Uh Uh-huh. It was absolutely brilliant. The only real sense of speed that I could get was the lines turning into, <laughs> turning a, into a turning single into a line and you can watch them like going over the hood, right? But wow. it didn't feel like every other car I've driven. You're like, holy shit, holy shit, holy right. shit. What am I doing? I've got right. a family. You know, like, <laughs> okay. You know, well, you realize in, at least in the state of Minnesota, anything over a hundred miles an hour, they arrest you right away and impound your car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be great. It'd be a great phone call. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Uh, uh. Yes, Jake, this is the uh, the Anoka County Sheriff. Would you accept a collect call from... Hey, guys, welcome over. This is Chris Close. <laughs> Will you accept the charges? <laughs> Do the podcast oh, from yeah, jail? Yeah, yeah. yeah. love the, it. The thing was, it was quiet. It was effortless. It felt safe. Uh-huh. It felt dense. Uh-huh. It was it was experience that I've never had in a car before. It's just, I've never, I guess the GT2 RS was, pre, I went maybe 140 in that. I mean, we that did. That felt pretty solid yeah. too. We did 130 in the 996 in Texas. 130 and 150 is a Very totally different. different world. Yeah. It really, really is. Well, you mean. Depends if you have an alignment or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is absolutely true. You know what the scariest thing about your 996 was? What? This is the scariest thing about it. What? Is when I wrapped the seatbelt around my neck as a joke to take a picture yeah! of Nikki and it cinched down on my neck. <laughs> Like the car knew, the car knew, wanted to kill me. It's like, this guy hates new cars. I'm going to show him a boat. Check this boat out, motherfucker. (laughs) And and it like cinched the seatbelt down on my neck. I know. That was terrifying. (laughs) So no, I haven't turned the traction control off. I want to learn. But the point is, I want to learn. Nobody hops in like a a brand new GT2 RS and is like, yeah, I can't wait to learn this 700 horsepower, $700,000 car. No, they just, it seems like all this stuff just shows up at Cars Coffee and then goes back home. Yeah. I feel like it's a different, it comes from a different period. You know, this car was built before the internet. They weren't trying to, nobody was buying these to impress a bunch of people on the internet. Dudes bought these because they didn't want to drive their 996 Turbo every day. So they bought one of these to drive every day. Lame. Where they could put Those their, guys are lame. You gotta <laughs> drive your 996 Turbo every day. Nobody wants to do that. Most people don't want to do that. So he could put his briefcase on the side, right? It's like some sort of lawyer, professional guy that really loves cars and could uh-huh. afford to spend $72,000 on a 400 horsepower car that power slides everywhere. Power! Yeah, but that guy isn't power sliding everywhere. If he was, then he would just drive the 996 Turbo. Yeah, but that's what And if all he's carrying is a briefcase it, to work, but it, that, you should take but that that's one. What, but that's what it's known for. When you look back and you idealize what that car is, it is a saloon that performs every bit as well as a sports car. That's what it was built to do, and it absolutely does it. At the limit, I've had it at the limits on the clover leaves, and I'm yeah. kind of playing with the balance of the car. Yeah. Incredibly predictable. Yeah. It does, it's, you love it. It handles well for a big car. No, it handles well. <laughs> period. It handles well, period. Sure. It doesn't handle as well as a 911 because it's not a, I mean, a 911 is like, premium sports car right right but this thing handles Except the engine's in the wrong space it is in the wrong space so we'll probably at some some point oversteal and kill, kill everybody well there's only two people in the car so you're only killing two yeah, people you're right really. exactly so i'm killing five people that's i guess See? that could be yeah, yeah there we go that's, bad that's, car and on that note that's a terrible car <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where i'm at with it and uh, i think you're you're you've put this car up on a pedestal and i realize other people have too but like you are you are all about this thing when i got in this car 
it was the same feeling. I remember walking out of the airport when I got my 9-11. And I remember driving the guy to the train station, giving him the money, getting out of the passenger side, and having my heart pound as I walked around the front of the car. I remember the, the lights lighting up my legs. I was in front of this train station building, walking around, getting in, sitting down, and driving away in that car in Alexandria, Virginia. And I can see the, uh, the Washington Monument there. And I was driving through that area just going, I cannot fucking believe this is mine. This is mine. Yeah. I cannot believe this is my car and just shaking, right? And just <laughs> shaking with emotion and just, oh my God, I cannot believe this is mine. I, I finally get to experience this thing that I've always wanted to experience. Right. And the M5, the feeling is not as intense. Maybe it's because I've owned so many different things and I'm, and I'm older now and I'm not quite as, maybe I'm not as, as impressionable emotionally, but it's the closest I've ever been to that where I pulled up to the light and I just was like, I can't, I can't believe this. And I just was like, I put, took my hands off the steering wheel and I just went, this is, this is incredible. Did you go? Yeah, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Just go, this is incredible. This is one of the most incredible moments of my entire life. My own personal life, not involving my family and stuff. Well, like I was going to say your kids were born. You got married. Maybe bought an M5. You know, I would put it up there in like the top thing, 10 things that have ever happened in my life is getting that car and getting my 911. That's how much this stuff matters to me. These tools are just, it's the ultimate expression of what I love to do, which yeah. is drive. I love to drive. It is, it is probably my favorite thing to do is drive. You know, I've already put 400 miles on that car, which is more than that guy put it on it last year, the previous <laughs> owner. You're no. going to drive this all summer. Is this going to be a tough choice between the 911 and is this? Uh, it depends on how hot it is. Yeah, I suppose. You know, if it's Ooh, a nice AC. day. You know, here's the thing is, is I would daily drive the 911 in summer. Like last summer, summer before that. Yeah, you drove it a that. lot. And there's something to be said about the first time in spring when you walk out of the garage, it's rained, you can start the car up, it's still cold And then enough. it misfires. No, <laughs> you start the car up and then there's, you know, there's steam coming out of the, the, the exhaust pipes yeah. and it's maybe 50 degrees and you can get out and drive it for the first time. Right. And you've been driving, well, not you because you drive cool shit all year round. But for me going from like a 2000 rusty 2000 TDI golf right. to like the 911 or a 190E 2.34 cylinder, which yeah. is a fine car, but it's not a, you know, you're not grinning when you drive it. Sure. It's just kind of more of a. Ooh, it's a pretty sweet car experience. 911 is really special. Yeah. When you get into that thing in spring and you go up to the first stop sign before the first big road, right? And you can kind of look both ways and you're looking Wubba! Wubba! and you're just, you're just ready, right? It's just like a rubber, <laughs> you're just like a rubber band that's been pulled tight, right? You and this rubber band that's been pulled tight all winter. Just losing your just, mind. Just losing. <laughs> and you get to that first rip when you let it go. Yeah. And you just feel the goosebumps rise up on your arms and you're just like, Yes. Yes. This is everything. And I may have goosebumps right now because I can envision what that's going to be like when I get to do it in the 911 and I get to do it every year. And that feeling, you don't get it again till next year. Yeah. So there's, I'm wondering if I drive the car less, if it will feel more special every time I get into it. Maybe if I drive it once a week or twice a week instead of every single day. I don't know. Maybe there'll be more contrast there. You know, maybe I'll... In, get a different experience with the car or just try different. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what I'm going to do. Honest, Careful. Honestly, you're sounding like the guys that just park it there. Wipe it. 
Oh, because I want to drive it two to three times a week instead of seven. Yeah, you're right. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a break. All right. Before we get into a little bit more, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a moment to shout out our Patreon subscribers for as little as $5 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash overcrest to support the show. We've exclusive content for our Patreon members. Every month we release a new secret episode, for lack of a better term. It's our Patreon exclusive. Secrets. Yeah. yeah. Overcrest Secrets. <laughs> 1-800. No, no, Jake's not doing that. No, no, okay. No, not doing oh, that. 1-900, sorry. Oh, there you go, the <laughs> yeah. 900 numbers. Yeah, uh, you also get, um, for a $25 tier, Chris does not sell prints. I only have a couple prints because I'm a good friend of his, but you can get a print of his, of any of his photography. If the $25 tier, we also have a $10 tier, you get exclusive stuff. It's really just a great way to support us and the content creators that you like. All right. So you know, you're going to take a ton of grief for not liking this car. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is a pretty universally loved car. I mean, you don't have to like it, obviously. I'm I not just, gonna, it's not what I would pick. Look, I, I would, look here's, here's I the thing. I kind of want to say you're a bad person for not liking it, no, but I don't want to go that I, far. I get like, it's special. I get that it's special. I understand that. I get that it's, it's 400 horsepower and it's just, just great German machine, but I don't have kids. I Yet. have, that's right. I have the means to drive a 911 year round mm-hmm. and that's just not what I'd pick. So when you're like, this is the best thing ever, you have to admit this is the best thing ever, and I'm going to put your face down in it until you agree that this is the best thing ever. Nah, it doesn't do anything for me. I'll just keep shoving your face I in it. I know you will, for, and that's fine. It doesn't make till, a difference. Till the end of time. Okay, how boring would it be like, yeah, I'm also going to salivate over this car this whole time. The next three weeks, let's just talk about how great this car is. We could do that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I think everybody would get a kick out of that. No, it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a fine automobile. It is It truly. is a big old sedan. It is, uh, it's bigger than it is. It is a car that is bigger than it is. And that's pretty much the best way that I think you can explain that car. It's way more than it is. I just mean physically, it's a big sedan. Oh, yes, that too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you on Friday. I'm not sure what we've got going on for a guest next week. I don't remember. It has left my mind. It's, It's my... Brain is too much uh, full of S62 statistics and horsepower numbers and figures and everything else. (laughs) By the way, it's broken. What? I found out today that the the M5 is broken. What do you mean? I got a check engine light today. Oh. I just remembered this. Okay. So I was driving on my way. I like how we're ending this about how great this car is on a bad note. Everybody already stopped listening, (laughs) so this is perfect. So I was driving uh, on 610 today, and it started to stumble like it was running out of gas. Uh I got to the top of the on-ramp, and it had no gas. None. It was like, kunk, kunk, kunk. Did you not pay attention to the fuel gauge? Set a quarter of a tank. Oh, so I pull it, I literally like coast in, coast in, start it once, kind of like I popped the clutch when I was starting it to like get it over the freaking yep, thing into yep, the, yep. by the gas pump and filled it up. And then it was fine. I said, okay, well the gas gauge is wrong. And I Google what the problem is. Yeah. Apparently there's the gas tank is specifically designed to keep weight balance correct or something like that. Okay. And there's a pump that pumps oh, there's gas. a transfer pump. There's a siphon pump and the siphon pump goes bad. Ah. And if you have less than a quarter tank, it'll die. Yeah, I guess what I learned that you can do is just jerk the steering wheel around a bunch <laughs> and get the gas to splash back in. So at least you could get off the road or something like yeah. that. But oh man, that was that like, is like nine nine sixes with the um, anything with front wheel drive. So the turbos C four C four S's. I think nine nine seven two. The gas tank on the front basically it's is like a, a big saddle. upside down U. Exactly, yeah, it's a saddle tank. Yes, and the sender unit is only on one side. Uh-huh. So after you get past a half tank, it just guesses. It's like, okay, based on the mileage you got for the first half of the tank, oh, good. we're predicting this much. 
Yeah, I think this actually has two senders, one on each side, and probably averages the two or something. I have right. no idea. So I've got to do that. It's not hard, but it's already broken. So that's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> on that note, we will see you guys next week. Take care.